Hola, mi gente, and welcome to another episode of 831 Comadres, where, where nothing's, nothing's off the table, table cuando estás entre comadres. We are coming to you from Salad Bites Media Studio in the heart of beautiful old town, Salinas, Salinas California. California. And as always, you have your two favorite comadres on the mic. <laughs> Hola. Hello. Every time you say California, I feel like saying califas. Califas? We yeah. might change it to that. I let's, don't know. It just sounds- let's, let's do a um, an IG poll and see what our listeners <laughs> oh, would prefer. Yeah. Califas, California. Or California. And we'll change it to... A ver qué dicen ustedes. <laughs> but you know, we always stay <clears throat> repping the 831. Tell me, comadre Frenchie, how are you? I'm doing good. That's, I'm doing great. That's good to hear. How about you? I am doing well. Pisces season never disappoints. Right? <laughs> It's a nice, it's a fresh start. That's what it is. I love all the feels and all the love that gets swirled around in Pisces season. Una limpiada. And yes. That's what we all need. It's and that's why you guys best. start the season. The year, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, for the Gregorian calendar, exactly. that is. Yes. 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 Mexica New Year just passed. Mm-hmm. Beautiful event that happened in Oof. San Jose. Beautiful. Yes. So blessed to be part of a, another circle. And I just wish you were there going, like dancing yeah. with. But there's always more. There's always more ceremonies. And actually, there's a beautiful ceremony that our Capuli will facilitate in the month of April. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Dia de los Niños. Yes. And so we'll have a forthcoming announcement regarding oh, that's that. Exciting. I'm yes. so excited. <laughs> so stay oh, tuned. My dear's coming to dance with us. Oh, that'll be beautiful. Yeah, they actually asked her. She knew about it. And I was like, mm-hmm. how'd you know about it? And yes. I was all like offended. I'm like, I was supposed to I ask. It. <laughs> pues, you know, good news travels fast. Yes. So I'm glad que se está corriendo, you know, <clears throat> la voz, pues, mm-hmm. que se va a llevar a cabo ese, ese evento. And we're really looking Super forward excited. to it. Yes. So as we look into the future, I actually, this episode is slightly about looking into the past, right? And last week's episode focused on like manifestations mm-hmm. and, you know, really being able to see the vision and stuff like that. Speaking and into so, existence. Exactly. So uh, this episode, we wanted to talk about women in literature <laughs> and we wanted to highlight some of our favorite you know, literary Latinas that we enjoy reading who have invested in themselves Mm -hmm. and who have seen that vision and, you know, have put out their own like self-produced works and things of that nature. So I wanted to kind of start the episode talking about a movement that happened right before we went into like the COVID shutdown, lockdown. When the world shut down. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard of it. It's been two years. It has. Time flies. Time Spooky. Anyways, yes. Um, But yeah, so right before we went into the COVID shutdown, there was this huge conversation that was happening in the literary world, focusing in on Latinx writers in particular. And it all kind of happened because of two things. Number one, the writing advance and publication of a book called American Dirt Mm -hmm. by a white author named Janine Cummings who wrote a fictional portrayal of I didn't even read the book I didn't read it either um, for a lot of different reasons but we heard a lot of stories about it (laughs) exactly we'll get into that (laughs) but for a lot of different reasons I didn't read the book Mm -hmm. Um, and it is about a fictional account of a woman who is running from isn't it like from El Salvador or something like that? No, or it's, like South America? Uh, it's I mean, in Mexico. In Mexico. Okay. Yeah, it's in Mexico, in Mexico, but she's running away from the carteles in Mexico. And so she's trying to like, you know, get away from the cartels and like, you know, violence and whatnot over there. Su niña or niño or something like that, right? Algo so she's making her way over to the promised land, right? Because mm-hmm. when white people write about Latino experiences. <laughs> America is the land of the home and the free, free and the brave and, and everything and beautiful, dream. right? All these. Exactly. I only we had a camera to show <laughs> the expression, to capture Ugh. the expression but on our faces. Listeners can but we digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's so much wrong with the book. It's not. Anyway, there's a lot wrong with the book. A lot of different... You can just tell that she is not someone who is intimately familiar with the nuances of Mexican culture, mm-hmm. of border culture, of narco culture, because there is a culture that Be- surrounds yeah. that as well. But mm-hmm. before you go any further, remember, she's Mexican. 
So <laughs> she attempted to pass herself off as someone of Latinx uh, heritage because she had some far Tan off Fulano. grandmother, uh, like four times removed or something. I mean, we're talking about way back down in like the lineage, right? I think it was like two greats grandmothers ago or whatever. No, but. Please. So, but she tried to claim this after she came out with a book because of the backlash that she was receiving. Because prior to that, she had went on record as identifying herself as a white woman. Mm-hmm. And so there's, it was in some sort of publication, but it's out there. But what do you say? It's in internet. It world? lives yeah. on the internet perpetually. There you, go. <laughs> you can't lie. <laughs> it, it's out there somewhere. If it was posted at one time, it, it lives on the internet perpetually. Um, so yeah, so they dug this up where she self-identifies as a white woman. Y ahora que quizás, you know, there was a conveniencia for her. It's very in vogue mm-hmm. to be ethnic these days, right? Everyone wants to do the 23 and Me so they can say, what's the line in the movie where all the couples go <laughs> uh, on that retreat or whatever? Uh, couples therapy said, yeah. or what was it? Where she was like, I am 115th Latina and I am offended by what you oh, just yeah. said when the, the thing about yeah. the fish in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, yeah, that's what I was Everyone like. wants to be able to have Everyone that line. Everyone wants to be Latina now. Everyone yeah. wants to be black now. Everyone, Everyone wants yeah. to be some form of melanated. Everybody. And they exactly. all, it's crazy. But anyhow, ahora que le conviene, <laughs> she wanted to identify as Latina. But there were like so many things that she did wrong. The launch oh, of her so book, many things. she had like barbed wired centerpieces and like, no, she did. She I didn't did, see that. girl. She did. So, no, that is one thing that happened, but that is not the most important thing that happened. And again, I can go on and on about the things that I have read. Presented it too on her book list. Yes. So, when Mm. Oprah, it started to get national attention because there were a lot of people endorsing this woman and her book. Pinche Oprah. Oprah being one of them, she she put it on her Oprah's book list, book list, book club, or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, she was given a huge advance to write the book. And they're just, again, there's so many things wrong with it. But one of the opening scenes apparently has to do with narcos coming in and shooting up a quinceañera. And there's a, a passage in the book where uh, she says that there was barbecue <coughs> sauce splattered on the walls everywhere. Number one, this is Why supposed is to there? be in Mexico. Why is there fucking barbecue sauce? That's like my first. Wait, what? It's exactly. Essa? She doesn't understand the nuanced culture. Did of- she need mole? Mexicans like <laughs> mole would have made so much. I mean, if you didn't want to go with the typical like salsa on the yeah. wall, you know what I mean? Or because, like yeah, what is- exactly a consume that would have made so talk- much sense. See, that's what no, she she's up. straight up said barbecue sauce, girl. Oh, this bitch. I've never been to a quinceanera where they serve chicken nuggets ever, girl. <laughs> ever like, <laughs> why the fuck is there barbecue you. sauce? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> it makes no kind of sense. My mom has 11 brothers and sisters. I got a gang of cousins, girl. Not I've never what? been to a quinceañera that mm. served fucking chicken Hasta nuggets. Sweet 16, tampoco, Tampoco. Oh, I'm shit. just saying, but Anyways. I digress. Anyhow, what we really want to focus on and what the, <coughs> the important part to me and to what should be most important to all of our listeners as well is the movement that came out of the backlash of that book. And there was a movement that is known as Dignidad Literaria that was um, started by a couple really amazing people in the literary world. It co-founded by Miriam Gerba, David Bowles, Roberto Lavato, and Matt Nielsen. And they basically, <laughs> yeah, they basically, <laughs> Mar- if you want, to read a very honest and raw review of the book, Go look there. up Miriam Gerba and fucking Does American she Dirt. Girl, she rips her a new one. She drags that bitch through the mud. She rips like, her heart through her asshole, basically. But like in the most beautifully eloquent, like <laughs> like scholarly way. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. Yeah, Miriam Gerba could fucking write you an email that'll fucking snatch your soul, I feel like, you know? But beautifully. I, but she's one of those people that'll give it to you, like, hella raw. Like, she's an amazing writer. She facilitates, mm. like... ¿Cómo se llama la... Miriam Gerba. And the last name is spelled G-U-R-B-A. M, uh, first name M-Y-R-I-A-M. 
Miriam, common spelling, Gerba, G-U-R-B-A. Okay. She is a co-founder of Dignidad Literaria. This, you know, movement that was started by these people mm-hmm. was fucking amazing. And it was all because of this book. Um, kind of. It kind. I feel like that was like you know the the match that kind of started the mm, fire. Okay, but okay. these are all people <laughs> that navigate the literary world already. These are all authors, um, and writers, and they know how difficult it is to have your book published, how difficult it is to get representation from an agent, how difficult it is to have these like very big publishing companies <clears throat> take you seriously yeah. and actually read your manuscript and, you know, give you the time of day. Right. And so often we hear from people the feedback that a lot of the Latinx writers are getting from these huge publishing houses is that like it needs to be more universal. You know what I mean? Like they want us to write for the white gays, you know, and not necessarily a true and authentic Latinx experience. And it's so frustrating because so many other ethnicities and so many other peoples and, you know, kind of circles or Mm -hmm. I guess for lack of a better word, are able to be represented you know what I mean? Yeah. But Latinos are so incredibly underrepresented in the literary world, right? So they basically, I mean, we know this to be true, right? This is Google that shit. Like, I'm not, fem labor ain't free. <laughs> um, and it's not, not in literature, it's everywhere. It's it, exactly, yeah. it's everywhere. <clears throat> so why would it not be in literature, right? So they're like, look at how much of a demographic we create of people who consume books Mm -hmm. and look at how small of a percentage we represent of people who actually are getting money to write books. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And why do you guys have a six or seven figure advance to give to a woman, a white woman like Janine Cummings Mm -hmm. to write about our experiences? There are people who have lived that actual experience and who want to write these books and they don't get a seat at the table, Mm -mm. but you're going to pay a white woman a six figure advance to write the story for us. And not just that, the slap in the face, I think for me, at least it's like it's it's such an insult to our intelligence. It gives the idea that we are not capable of writing our own stories. Mm -hmm. And that is so not the case. Right. So one of the beautiful things that all of these writers, you know, in Dignidad Literaria were able to do is they were able to shift the conversation away from Janine Cummings and her book Uh and talk about the bigger problem that exists within the writing community and the not so much the writing community, but the literary world and the publishing world at large, right? Uh-huh. And they, I mean, they were able to secure sit downs with people from Oprah's camp and from uh, Flatiron Press. I actually which, remember dude coming across on Instagram. Yeah, little yeah. things here and there. And that's it. And it still exists. If yeah. you go on Instagram and you, I follow the hash, hashtag Dignidad Literaria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, anytime there's any type of event that's coming up or a book launch or something todo. like that, exactly. That's anything that they endorse or recommend you can follow (laughs) hashtags on girl (laughs) i did not know that yes (laughs) and so sometimes you know not only is it so difficult for our books and our stories to be published right and then after that it's the accessibility Mm. where are they being carried and how many copies are they carrying of that book right so it's like you have to it goes to show how much you believe in a book, how much money you'll invest in it, yep. how much, you know, how much financial backing you'll give it for things like advertisement and book launches. And you know what I mean? Green like, type of stuff. Yeah, global. that sure. that whole circuit of, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Right. Like. <laughs> Right. And so, again, like Dignidad Literaria, their founders were able to secure um, sit down conversations with some of the biggest players in the publishing world, including Flatiron Publishers, which is the publisher who did that book, American Uh Dirt. Right. Um, And so, again, like it really highlighted to them the discrepancies that already exist and them meaning the publishing world. But I think also for me, someone who was like looking at that and like clapping, like 
fuck yeah. You know what I mean? Like you guys are having this these conversations and you're being extremely honest and frank. And I mean, these are not people who are like sugarcoating Mm-mm. shit. This is not someone. Can handle that truth. Mm, exactly. They and they won't. And they're really out there like breaking shit yep. down. You know yep. what I mean? Like they're like, we're not here fighting for, you know, what is it? There's like the diff. there's a difference between equality and equity. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And so like they want equity not equality they're like, literally breaking you know, out two plus two is four motherfucker and this is the way you <laughs> fix that shit because y'all's math ain't mathing <laughs> so yeah so you know to know that they were having these conversations and that you know they're putting it in these the faces of these people right mm-hmm. but one of the things that i loved is it was such an education for me of like how i can support the Latinx <clears throat> writers that do exist yeah. in the world already, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And the things that we can do to like really highlight and to show how much of a, a buying power we are, right? And how important our books mm. are to us. So one of the tips that, you know, I had picked up from them is like the importance of pre-ordering books. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write all these little step downs. Yeah. Yes. So when somebody finishes their book, obviously they have a date that it's going to launch. It's just like a CD. You know what I mean? Like your favorite artist. They're like, oh yeah, it's going to drop mm-hmm. on such and such date. Rihanna, we still waiting. Like when oh, is girl. that CD going to drop? Right? After, I heard she's having a baby girl. Oh, she was Ooh, at Target shopping for dresses. Oh, I know at Target, it, like the most like humblest little like you know. Never mind. I love that. Okay, I love, we sorry. can go off on a tangent. Okay. We'll talk about it later. But like, <laughs> we're just really happy for her. She's a Pisces, and anyways, yes. <laughs> so it's again just like your favorite artist drops music or anything like that, and they have like a release date of when you know, and it drops on Tuesdays too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Books drop on Tuesdays oh, if you didn't so cool. know. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes, that's so dope. So. There's like, you know, if and same thing, you could pre-order back in the day for all the youngins that are listening. Y'all remember Sam Goodies? I was going to say that. And you could pre-order and your CD. Yes. Warehouse and the there. warehouse. Yes. It was on North Main Street yes. across the street from the North oh, Ridge Mall. I got chills. We Girl. And you could pre-order. Really <laughs> you could pre-order your CD and you go in and you pay for it mm-hmm. so that the day of you could just come in and pick your shit and that's up. It? Yes. Oh, my God. You could do that with books still yes. till this day. <laughs> <laughs> like boys and girls. <laughs> and it's the same thing like with music. If there's 500 people that pre-order, they're going to be like, bro, this is obviously a really popular album or whatever. Mm-hmm. We should definitely order an additional, you know. 500 more. A hundred copy or whatever, right? To just have on deck for the people that are going to come in that didn't pre-order, right? So that, you know, will gauge sales and stuff like that. And it will also help to help the publisher to know how many copies to print, right? Because they might say, okay, well, we're going to print 10,000 copies of your book. Well, if you have 10,000 pre-orders, then they got to make some more books. Mm, You know what I mean? They got to be, right? Mm -hmm. So for us, like as a community, the way that we can support our Latino writers is by number one, pre-ordering those books. Definitely, definitely pre-ordering them. That's something that is definitely helpful and has a direct impact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For the publisher to see how much we as a community value this person and their voice and, you know, their art and their opinion, right? And I think another really important thing for us to remember is that our history as a people, and I'm talking about like all of Mesoamerica, like all of the Americas, right? Mm -hmm. Like Central America, South America, and the United States, Mexico, all of that. Like in Mesoamerican cultures, our history is that of an oral tradition. Mm -hmm. It is extremely important for us to tell our own stories Mm -hmm. because in our ancestors, that's the way that they practiced giving people history and lessons and information. Mm-hmm. And that's how they passed on knowledge. So whenever I buy a book, um, especially memoirs, things like that, I, I think of it as like a little piece of like history. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that is something that's like tangible that I can hang on to. And it tells the story of one of us. And if I think back at like some of the most special memories that I hold 
dearest to my heart, like with my grandmother, it's her sharing like the stories about our family Mm -hmm. or when my mom was little or like recipes or like things of this nature. Yeah. And so we share all of those things through our stories. My grandfather and my uncles, they were great storytellers, Mm. like amazing storytellers. And they could have you like really captivated and like latinos we talk with our hands and we're very colorful and always and boisterous yeah and there's food around right yeah so like imagine like it's so important for us to capture those stories and for us to like give those not just first and foremost for ourselves and uh-huh. for our people but also like for the world i want to share the beauty that is my culture and, with yeah. everybody and there's people like, like you and i and amelie that want to hear that yes because there's people like us i mean it's just like you grow up like i don't know i want to hear a story about Vix. like girl me too i grew up with Vix, you know everyone grew up with yeah Vix. it's like st- stuff like that we have a story yeah. <laughs> i'll say on my my mom's side of the family on our sendeja side of the family my mom tells this story about one of her cousins who i guess would be my tío and my mom and my tia were taking care of him and she was like his name is daniel and they called him danielito yeah, I think it was Danielito. They're like, Danielito, ¿qué tienes? He was like sad or whatever. And she was like, it's que me pusieron vapurru en mi porrorito. Someone <laughs> accidentally put vapurru on, oh on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say vapurru stories, like that's the first that's thing. That's the first thing that Oh my God, head. dude. Oh, no, gonna, no. I used to run away from Veeks. One mm-hmm. of these days, I'm gonna we're going to have to bring our moms onto the podcast. And I we'll interview say, them. And yeah. I'm going to be like, mom, tell the story about the vapurru and the porrito. And I'm going <laughs> to leave it at that. So forthcoming episode, y'all. <laughs> Maybe for Mother's Day. Mother's That'd be a Day. great yeah, one. That'll be fun. Yeah, My mom's been wanting to come on the show. That'd be a really yeah. good one. We should interview our, moms are interesting. our mothers. Uh, they birthed us, bitch. Sass. <laughs> How oh. much more interesting can you get? <laughs> so, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're hilarious. <laughs> well, actually, you can thank us later because the next thing that I wanted to talk about for this episode <clears throat> was some authors that I really enjoy and that I love that I wanted to share with y'all. And I think that, I mean, we all kind of know like the greats, right? Yes. And if you don't get a pen out real quick, you know, there's the Sandra Cisneros of the world, Diana Castillo, mm-hmm. Julia Alvarez, Reina Grande. Todas las tías. Like, exactly. That's what <laughs> I call them, las tías, yeah. you know? like, And there's certain, you know, Ana Castillo, she's in a, I posted about her recently. I, saw I call her la tía Ana. Like, in my head, she's my tía. <laughs> but also, you know, and though these are like, our like literary giants you know Mm. what i mean for like our world you know the mariano josas of the world right like these are women who have like you know paved the way right like in our generation who have you know made it that much easier for you know women to come up behind them but just like we were talking about last week you know with women in business like we have to invest in ourselves and we have to be able to see that vision Mm -hmm. so a couple of these women that i wanted to highlight is like women that they see that vision man and they have done some self-publishing which i'm like all the way here for because you know the 831 is like the bay area like removed you know what i mean one degree of separation right and we all about that independent hustle in the bay the rap game there is there is no independent hustle in the rap game that matches that of the bay area hands down bar none it just doesn't exist and that shit bleeds into all other aspects of life, <laughs> including art and print and, you know, just dedication, um, all that stuff. Yeah. Just like the worst from Nipsey Hustle. There you go. Yep. Mm. You just got to be. Yeah. It's got to be on that independent hustle. But one of the women writers that I really wanted to talk about and highlight is a writer. Um, her name is Rika Smith de la Luz. Um, I love that name. Yeah, like it just comes out so smooth out the mouth. Such a like, strong name. Yeah, huh? that's, uh-huh. I love that. And she <clears throat> is a writer. She is a henna tattoo artist. Oh, word. Um, and she is also a chef. Yes. So she Girl. is a multi-talented mujer. But I picked up um a book at a local, I believe, 
they did the open mic at the Bearded Bean, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they came in for the open mic. Or maybe it was a poetry jam or something like that that ha- was facilitated at the Bearded Bean prior to Before. the pandemic, I obviously. I think so, because yeah. I, I remember you mentioned it to me, too. And it yeah. was her and her partner. think her partner's name was Joseph, if I'm not even you don't know yeah okay and they both had their like little self-published books like their little zines or whatever i don't know if this is a zine or yeah what exactly Anyhow. is a zine for like because i don't know exactly what zine 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 it's zine sorry oh, zine. okay <laughs> zine <laughs> i learned this it is short when you asked me that question it sparked in my head and i was like oh yeah that's right it's zine because it's short for magazine okay so like in sense. a magazine they, you <clears throat> okay. know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like a little self-published zine so it's not quite a book so it's, it's more, like a like a like a preview to it yeah almost okay. like an insert or something um yeah which i love so yeah so her and her partner just had these and they were like hustling them and i was like i am all about the independent hustle the artwork and the front of it really got me and i love the name of it it's called mother love and poems recipes rhymes and remembrances by rica smith de la luz and i saw the pictures like Like, they're more like little like peppers and stuff like that like chiles and then the leaf yeah so beautiful and we'll post pictures on the 831 comadres instagram page um if you want to see this but yeah and it is so incredible to me um it makes sense to me that she's also an artist um and a chef because again it's recipes rhymes and remembrances Mm -hmm. so it's basically a book of like it's poems it is pictures. It is, uh, is her recipes, art. Literally? And there are recipes in here as well. Yes. Oh, that's um, she, she's just multi-talented and multifaceted. And this has some really amazing, super cool poems in here. I don't want to share too much of anything anything that's inside of any of these writings because I think it's really important for us to honor these writers and to reach out to them and to, you know, really support their work, right? So I don't want to, like, give up all the great parts and then there's like, well, I heard it already and it's, if I ever want to listen to that poem, I can just reference the 831 Comadres. Nah, I ain't stealing from other femmes. I paid for my little zine and I think you should too and it is 100% worth it and there are so many women who work on sliding scales anyway Mm -hmm. so you know reach out to them on on the zine that I own of hers in the back she references the two Instagram pages that she had and has and one of them is for her hen and the other one is for her cooking Cooking. Mm -hmm. but there's also a website so if you want to know more about this writer, you can contact them at www.sacredpoets.com, S-A-C-R-E-D-P-O-E-T-S.com. Um, or you can uh, look uh, her up on Instagram at Sacred Mud Henna or at Laugh Taste Love on Instagram. One nice. of my favorite I have uh, an autographed copy, (laughs) which I love. But one of my favorite, you know, entries in here is the and I'll just I'll just give you this. And I feel like it's enough for our audience to be like, "Uh, I'm hooked. It's called the Shamanic Pussy Power Moonifesto. Is that the title? Yes. Just for the is. title, you guys. <laughs> exactly. That's all. That's it. That's Look all you it read. up, y'all. <laughs> it's really fucking amazing. If you are into, you know, just reading playful things, things that have to do with, you know, food and really artsy stuff. I think it's really dope. I yeah. lo- I really enjoy her writing and I think that you would too. Um, all of our listeners would. So again, you could find more of Rica Smith de la Luz at www.sacredpoets.com or on Instagram at sacredmudhenna or at laugh taste love. And she's based out of the Bay Area? Um, she is based out of Santa Cruz. Even closer. Yes. So shout out the 831. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, okay. Which I love. Yes. Local. She's like literally our backyard. Yep. Right in our backyard. Speaking of another local girl that is right in our backyard, someone else I wanted to like 
turned y'all on to is an amazing poet. Her name is Miriam Mosqueda, and she goes by Viento y Sol mm. on Instagram. And yeah, in 2019, she printed her own, you know, little book of poetry as well. And it is super, super dope. She identifies as indigenous and she has a beautiful, amazing garden. And of course, <laughs> if you follow her on Instagram, um, yeah, she's always doing these beautiful offerings for the community. Like she's like, oh, I have like maize. If you, you know, send yeah. me your address and I'll send you some maize. And, you know, oh, that's uh, beautiful. she uh, does a milpa. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So I say all of this to say um, in her day-to-day life, if you follow her on social media, in her day-to-day life, she has a very um, beautiful relationship with Mother Earth. Mm. Um, and she cultivates a lot of different things. She's someone, it seems to me, that like grows things from seed. You know what I mean? Like I she see. has a garden. She, you know, has this very beautiful and unique relationship, I think, with nature. Mm-hmm. And so it very much comes out in her writings and the things that she writes about and the way that she kind of sees the world. I say you know the, what I mean? In her eyes. Yeah. The yeah. way that she sees the world, the way that she... Through her lenses. Nature reflected. Her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, it's beautiful. I, She's I, giving me Selena vibes in her picture. <laughs> right? Yeah. She Her book is sectioned off into a couple uh, different sections, but the first one is called What's Your Name? And then, and in this little section, she has several different poems about her name. And so one is called Viento, the other one is X, and then the other one is called Sol. And that's her Instagram yeah. handle again, Viento, but X means yeah, yeah. Sol. And I'll again read you just one line out of the poem X. This got me. Like it got me thinking on it. in so many different ways. I, w- I was just like, wow. And it's so simple and so poetic and beautiful. But the feelings that it evokes. I often say that like any good art, the purpose of it, it is brings to a evoke feeling out of you. Feelings. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. In one of her poems, Eki, she says, X, the in-between space where I nurture a garden that blooms all I am. Mm. Um, I love that. The in between. And that's just one space. line. It's just one line, girl. But Shoot. think about how beautiful that is. And again, like thinking about her relationship with Mother Nature and to say that where I nurture a garden that blooms all that I am. She's talking about her name. You know what I mean? And yeah, I just think about how it's so important what we call ourselves mm-hmm. because words lead to behaviors. And also I think about, you know, that the science experiment that they did, right? Where they put two oh, of the exact yeah. same and plant talk, and then, to one and then you talk and then you, beautiful and nice to the other one, right? Exactly. I saw yeah. the one with rice. And yeah. then, you know, one plant obviously blooms and gets beautiful and bright. And then the other one literally dies. It and dies there's no difference. The yeah. yeah, there's no difference between <clears throat> what they're given and how they're treated other than the words that are spoken to the plant, right? Because words are also... What's that called? Um, spells. Yes. Yes. They're so important. That's um, pretty though. Like the way you kind of portray that in just one line. You're like a million things pop in your head. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love um, how you just think like that. I'm like, I'm all thinking like, hmm, I wonder what she means like that. <laughs> I have to really think about it. But then later I'm just like, oh shit, this is what it means to me. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I just love that idea that in her name. She's creating space for herself to bloom, you know? Yeah. Where I nurture a garden that blooms all I am. Like So again, allowing ourselves to speak a name that suits us. Mm-hmm. And her name suits her so much so that it allows her the space to bloom into herself. Mm, and like to that. me, that was just like so incredibly bad. And girl, that's just one line out of this book. Girl, one single line. <laughs> Y'all need to invest. Please do yourselves the favor. And just like these women were able to, you know, manifest this reality for mm-hmm. themselves and publish something for themselves as small as it is or as simple as it is or, you know, if it was just 25 copies the first time or whatever it was, right? Like you saw a vision 
you had a vision, I should say, and you saw that vision through to completion. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like sitting here holding like what was your prayer, you know, like I know for me, like as a writer, I, I think to myself, like one day I'm going to be holding my book. You know what I mean? And that's something that I pray for, for myself. And, and I, I hope that when that moment comes, it won't be lost upon me, Mm -hmm. that there will be people walking around with my prayer in their hands. My book that caused my prayer. Yeah. You know, and they'll be walking around with that in their hands. And I can't wait for the day that I'm able to manifest that for myself. You are manifesting. You're saying it right now. I mean, little by little. Yeah. But it's not like like when it comes, I will. Yeah. That's how you talk into existence. I will write a book and people will be holding it everywhere here. Yeah. And so like I feel that way when I read this book by Maria Mosqueda. Like I really do. And I'm just like, wow, like this, I could feel so much love that comes through in her poetry and it really speaks to me. And I think that a lot of our listenership would, you know, really benefit from reading her poetry and from knowing her work. Um, The second part of her book is called What Do You Write About? Mm -hmm. And she just like, that's where like the culture comes, you know, nice. and I love it. Um, so and pretty again, much this one's just about her and her like basically like her name and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Like, parte is her introduction. Yeah, I see. Yeah, but she talks about like mangos in Oaxaca. Ooh, that's one brown with the capital B. I love that one. And she's like dark skinned. You know what I mean? And she talks about her and her family. They call her La Prieta. You know, and so like, again, that's where the culture comes in, yeah. right? Like, these are the things that we do, like, and showing love. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, y'all know it's what the I mean. Way, yeah, yeah, we all know. Um, the third part of her book is called Why? And it's, it's, it's so breathtakingly beautiful. And it's short and simple. And, you know, it's like those beautiful meals that you have sometimes mm-hmm. that like, it feels like a warm hug and it's just like the most simple ingredients. It's nothing fancy. It's nothing showy or anything like that. Like that's what I feel is like her book and her work, you know, it's like, there's no 25 cent words in here. You know what I mean? Like from the heart. Yeah. It's because it's not needed. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so beautiful and there's a, a very delicate simplicity about it. But one of the things that I love, love, love is that it's very accessible. Mm. Everybody can read this and understand it. And there's, again, there's no big 25 cent flowery words in there where sometimes I read things and I'm like, all right, pause, pull out my little handy dandy, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) phone. And I'm like, what does disaphor mean? (laughs) Hold on. And how do we pronounce it? (laughs) Can I use that in a sentence? Yeah, exactly. Can you use that? Like, yes, exactly. You know, I can understand everything that she's saying and also what she's trying, not just the words that are being written, but what she's trying to communicate, which I think is even more important. That's dope. I like that. I know you've had an author that you want to talk about. I I, I said the word mango and like it reminded me. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, I mean, I'm not much like I said, like, well, like earlier too. like I'm trying to be much more of a reader. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie, but I just wish there was more time in the day to read. And I try to do the whole page thing. Yes. Bitch, I can't do that either. (laughs) And I'm like, then I want to start reading more or I'm just kind of like I'm lost doing. I don't know. I'm everywhere. But no, I'm more, I guess you got me more into like the poetry. Like I don't write mm-hmm. my poetry. I don't do that. I used to do that back in elementary when I had to do that. Mm-hmm. Haik- haiku? Haik- remember? Haikus. Yes. yes. <laughs> I used to be good at those. <laughs> Hella good. I don't know what happened. But no, yeah, I have like a few authors like that I do read. And obviously like you you know about them, which mm-hmm. is like my witchy books, which is like Erica Buenaflor. Yes. And then uh, my... My favorite witch just made her Valeria, the Mexican witch. Just mm-hmm. it has a book coming out, you yes. know, with all these different spells and pre-order stuff. that shit. I bitch, <laughs> I messaged her and she still hasn't read it, but I'm hoping she reads it soon. Um, I love that where you can see if they've seen it now. It's girl, like Instagram doesn't give you like iPhone does, where you can turn off the red receipts. <laughs> nah, bitch. Once you mm-hmm. read it, you're done with. Yeah, you're done. It's game over. You can't go back. Don't don't be opening that anymore, <laughs> no, girls. Let it sit. I in wait the till inbox. the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but one 
poet that I did get into a lot was during COVID. Mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, COVID, you have a lot of time. Like, I mean, we were closed for three weeks and I got fired. So I, mean, <laughs> I had a lot of time. You yeah. Know? Um, but I found like this um, one po- poet and her name is Jessica Salgado. And I know you Love know about Jessica her. Salgado. <laughs> and I think what stood out to me the most with her and it wasn't just her poetry. It was about the way she is. Mm-hmm. You know, she's... Um, I believe she's from Salvador, El Salvador, El Salvador right? yeah, or she's from LA, but her roots are from El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just she's just a beautiful, curvy, curvy, voluptuous woman. Yes, and she is a self proclaimed yes fat activist, yes. like she says. Yes, and. Oh, she works she, a lot with Nalgona positivity. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. That's where I got hooked on her yes. también, and I really. I tied in, like, I can relate to a lot of things with her, you mm-hmm. know, and I love the fact that she, like, does, her, <laughs> she does like, her tiki tuckies, like, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And all that stuff. And then she, like, makes fun of, like, these men on dating websites, how they have, like, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. So if you follow Jessica Salgado on um, social media, <laughs> she, I love her. She gives, she gives no fucks. I mean, and, but I love that it's, like, 100% her personality mm-hmm. because you get the like beautiful poetry mixed in there you know what I mean every mm-hmm. now and again but you, I mean if you want a good laugh follow this Fo- girl follow she's her she's a she great has, person to she follow she has that fire energy I'm mm-hmm. assuming she's a Leo and Aries I don't know why that's my energy with her right now I still don't know her birthday but I'm gonna find out I think one day I was trying to look for it and I was like, why is this bitch? But you know what? It's a good thing that her probably her birthday's not out there. But I'm going to assume yeah. she's fire energy. And maybe that's why. She's a fire sign. Yeah. Okay. I have that feeling. But there was this one poem that I, it stood out to me, you know, because, mm-hmm. of course, like I'm a sucker for love and all those yes. corny little love movies. That's so me. She has. A, I'll let you go ahead and okay, then we'll let talk me just about read her this. books. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to read the whole thing. And like, but it's, it's on her Instagram también. It's from Jessica in her. It- and let's oh, say yes. this. I know that I said that we are not going to be stealing from these artists. No. But since she has it out on Instagram for everybody to see. And yes, it lives in perpetuity you. in the Internet already. <laughs> Forever. We will go ahead and, <laughs> and read. Yeah. Yes. But you can find her on Instagram. And it's uh, yes, Jessica Star, which is Y-E-S-I-K-A-S-T-A-R-R. And we'll right. have all of these linked in yeah. the episode. Um <clears throat> The episode post on our A three one mother's Instagram page. So this one, um, I don't think it has a name. It's just it's just um probably like something she wrote really quick or she was thinking of. But it says, um, every time love failed me, I wrote a poem. The stack got so big, I turned it into books. Those books got sold and came home as dollars. The dollars pay my rent, retired my mother, and keep us warm. Love feeds me even when it escapes me. And see, I get chills every fucking time when I read that. Girl. See, my nipples got hard. (laughs) But in the most, like... Respectfully. Respectfully, Jessica. Respectfully. It's just... It was so... Um, I know that shit's from her heart. I love that as women, and I know that, you know, we're celebrating uh, Women's History Month and, you know, coming into the tail end of it and whatnot... I love that as women, we're alchemists. Yeah. You give us heartache, we'll turn it into beautiful poetry. Yes. That, like she said, it feeds, it retires my mother and feeds my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it still like, escapes me. You give a woman a house, she'll mm-hmm. make it a home. Mm-hmm. You give her ingredients, she'll make mm-hmm. you a meal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. as and Just look look at the going. alchemy yes. that is Jessica Salgado, ladies and gentlemen, clap yes. it up. It's like, just so beautiful ugh. the way she writes and the way she means it. You, you can feel it. And I love that she sees herself in right? that way. That's How what it powerful is. to own that. Yep. And that is one thing that I love about her poetry. Mm-hmm. She is so powerful. She's in, fucking funny. Oh my God. She's, she's hilarious. hilarious. So her first book is called Corazón um, and it was published in 2017 Mm -hmm. and then she came out with a couple other books Um, now you can find them she 
Corazon ended up on Amazon's bestseller list. Oh, that's dope. Okay. Yeah, it blew up. Don't buy it on Amazon. I don't re- recommend that. You could find <laughs> it um, if you're looking for it online at the Achuchas. I, Achu- um, I wonder if they have it here in Salinas or you can order it here. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Um, you can also order it your on bookshop.org and support your lo- local bookstores. But she <clears> also <throat> has her second book is called Desoro and it was published the following year in 2018 um and then she has another book that was published in 2019 called hermosa yeah that's oh, the one i know god oh yeah when she talks about gentrification mm. in hermosa like homegirl goes off she does and like you said you know what homie i think i'm gonna go ahead and co-sign that one comadre frenchie <laughs> i think she's a fire sign too girl you I'm feel gonna, it yeah because the passion and the intensity her, no. she's an aries <laughs> There's a difference. You're going to be stalking the Instagram to see now. There's a difference between Sagittarius, Leo, and Aries fire. Yeah. They're Aries all is, I don't give a fuck. That's what it is. I have an Aries. I know. And That's you know. Um, but the passion and the fire with which she writes mm. about everything yep. love, food, gentrification, like everything, her family, she is passionate. Yep. You could tell that. I feel like this is somebody who loves in extremes. You know what I mean? What's like, that saying? All of you. Like heart on your or on your sleeve or like she wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. I won't need to, right? I see that. Yes. Okay. Yep. Someone um, that's when they're like very free and open with their emotions. Mm-hmm. They say, Oh, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Yeah. She she's a badass. I love if you follow her on social media, uh, one of the things that I love that she does is she's like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, and yeah. she'll tap the screen of her camera. You know what I mean? She's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm talking to you. Come here. And her nails are always on point. On point. Her nails stay on fleek. Yeah. Knows. Hey, Home she's from knows. LA. Hey, yes, I mean, dude. Mm-hmm. It's just the way she just, I just love her. They're just, just our chicanas. They're chicanismo. Like all across the United States, Latino, I feel like Latina X, everyone, yeah. all the, the main things we got to have at all time, I feel, or maybe four, I'm sorry, four, your hoop earrings, your eyeliner, your red lipstick, even your liner, seen lipstick yes. or whatever, y tus uñas. Girl, it's five. The mm-hmm. attitude. There you go. there you go yep you got that and yeah you're on point but yeah dude i love that she's like you come here you need to love yourself (laughs) you're literally tap the phone you're yeah she'll tap you're like you're "You're talking to me you're all looking around (laughs) i look oh jessica I'm listening, homegirl, all the way from Northern California. Yo te estoy estoy escuchando, and I appreciate it. Um, Yes. (laughs) So, so needed. (laughs) That's so cool. But, yeah, I got into her a lot during COVID. And, again, when the world shut down, that was two years ago. Even though she was still, she was out already prior before COVID. But, again, Mm -hmm. I think when 2020 happened and everything was happening here with COVID and people losing their jobs and i think that's when a lot of people found who they were you know well we all say this and it's true and people find found their their hobbies what they're really missed mm-hmm. out on and what they had more time for yeah and i think that was me i think i, I really got into her and i her laughter and her like the way she made yes. things like fun made me forget like all right home like bitch you just lost your job <laughs> But here I am laughing with y'all making fun of these dudes on here. Like, I'm with you, girl. Dude, she puts fools. Oh, my God. She puts fools on blast on social media. (gasps) But they do it to themselves, bro. Like, if you're going to be sending some dumbass messages, like, expect to be roasted. I'm sorry. This is... (sighs) Just 2022 we ain't coming with that weak ass energy like again just follow her people will yeah. say the most ridiculous things to her and she they just like own grave. senor yo soy hija de cristo or like oh yeah <laughs> what she, says or she said to some guy like i don't like dogs or something or i don't walk it's like i don't have a dog and he's like well, she's like no you are the dog oh, yeah they're just and it they're goes like, over their idiots. head it's so it's stupid like, anyways <laughs> but yeah go follow her she's awesome uh yeah yeah it's so so good i think this is a good time for us to get into regalos y cargas what do you think sis i think it's a great time all righty and <laughs> <laughs> do one last week that's I the know. first of- but it's because the conversation was so like we it was good it was good yeah it was really good that's why mm-hmm. we're like oh shit at the end of the show we're like oh, we didn't do it <laughs> oopsie that's the first time in what todo un pinchano mm-hmm. yeah 
It's like, he touched the butt. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's another great movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I love in Finding Nemo is like, just keep swimming. So sometimes I just tell myself that. I'm like, bitch, just keep swimming. My car's swimming, name is Dory. Swimming, just keep swimming. Your car's name is Dory because mm-hmm. it's blue. You know what? That reminds me. Before we get into Regalos y Cargas, <laughs> if you, esta Maria Mosqueda from Viento y Sol, she has a beautiful poem called, it's like 101 Freeway. I think is the name of the poem. Okay. And it is about her car. Oh, really? And yes. And so she went through this, like, for years, like, did not have, like, a reliable means of transportation. And so she is basically talking about, like, she wants a car that's, like, not a side of the freeway car, not a, like, you oh, know. I like have to read that. Get you, have to get up early in the morning to take the bus even though you have a car car. Like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, one of those types of things or whatever, right? But it's so beautifully put. Um, But I love it because <laughs> if you're, again, we're the 831 Comadre. So when someone shouts out the 101 freeway, we're like, you're bitch, like, I'm all it. the way here for it. What exit My you talking? My down there once. <laughs> <laughs> what exit you talking? In. I, I I might know exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all need to go ahead and look that up for all of our raza, you know, out here in NorCal. Go ahead and look up that 101 freeway poem. That shit is, it's dope. I love it a lot. <laughs> so, Comadre Frenchie, what are your regalos y cargas for this week? <laughs> I was like thinking, okay, to be honest with you, I really don't have a carga. I don't, I've been thinking about that. I think it's just bills. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's always going to be bills. Because but capitalism. I'll, like Baby Bash said, I'd rather be broke than have all my bills paid. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's all. Are you really broke if all your bills are paid? Though? No, you're actually rich. But mm-hmm. then I'm broke though because I can't buy fun shit. That's mm-hmm. why. And I, I know I want fun shit, but yeah. I'm not going to. Anyways. On the every first week of the month when people call me and they're like, hey, let's go out. And I'm oh, like. Oh, I know my carga. Sorry. <laughs> when they're like, hey, let's go out. And I'm like, no, nah, bitch, I just paid my rent. I'm trying to get my money's worth. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. I, I know my carga. And then I can. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed. I know. Fuck, I'm not embarrassed. It. It's me. I lost my debit and my ID. How? I don't know. And I was sober. Damn. That's a hard one to do sober. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought I had it in these pants that I'm wearing right now. And I thought I left it in the car somewhere. I shambled up my car inside looked everywhere under the shambled seat. up my car mm-hmm. what the fuck does that mean i fucked up my car made it all dirty because i just oh it. it's now in shambles mm-hmm. i shambled mm-hmm. up in my car okay all right all right i can get behind that and then i looked everywhere <laughs> i even had pat come with me like help me now right now like, not now but right now no nothing so i had a <laughs> i did a u i went to the dmv to go get my id whatever and i was mm-hmm. like i just need a replacement whatever right and they're like, oh, your real ID. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. Well, I have everything right now. I didn't know that you had to bring two pieces of mail, like, mm-hmm. to show that, too. And I'm like, so this isn't enough? Like, what I no, have. No, they got like, your birth certificate, your fucking passport. They want your blood type. Yeah, like, well, I had that. a semen sample. So, like, and then I had my bitches. marriage certificate. I had all that shit with me just to be ready. And then they tell me, oh, no, you need two pieces of mail. I'm like, it didn't say that on the website. And I was really trying to argue with them about it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel good right now. I'm I lost my voice. It's not worth it. So fuck it. I just got a um duplicate. I mean, I'm gonna have to go back anyways because my license expires in December. You paid forty dollars for them to 30. give it to you just until December? They had yeah. Well, my just the regular ID. If I want to then go you back, have to renew it mm-hmm. in December and, and pay like, an additional thirty dollars. Can I do it right now? They're like, no. And I was like, just because I, I didn't bring two pieces of form of mail. And they looked like, yeah. And I was like, hold on. So you're telling I me. I fucking hate the DMV, bitch. <laughs> Go ahead with your regalo because I just can't. <laughs> so that's what happened. That's my carga right now. Well, you know what? What shit happens? At least I got my ID back and my debit. I'll have Apple Pay. So I'm okay on that. My re- I have a lot of regalos. Hmm. I really do. Okay, I'll start off, and I know all y'all know. I went to go see fucking Benito, okay? I was having the time of my fucking life at the Bad Bunny concert. I forgot about everyone else. About I lost my voice, bitch. Yes, I can still tell two weeks later. (laughs) And it's worth it. I'll do it again. (laughs) I'll go. I love it. I mean, I had a beer, and, like, I haven't drank. And when I had that beer, yeah, at the beginning I was buzzed, but, dude, when he came out, my adrenaline just came out of me and I was like, fuck my beer. I FaceTime everyone and their mamas, including your yes. girl. <laughs> I was having the time of my life. It was just so Hilarious. live. And I know a lot of people went on the Friday show and it was just amazing. Like mm-hmm. he, 
it's the way he puts a good show for his people, yeah. for his fans. Dude, con todo lo que pagaste, güey, por esos boletos, mm -hmm. if that was not the fucking show of your life, like, <laughs> I would have been right? incredibly disappointed. And it's, it's so funny when we got there because I took my mom with me. Mm -hmm. And so I thought for some reason, like, I got tickets hasta la mera, like, all the way fucking up. Like, you mm -hmm. know? And when we got there, like, uh, row six, and I was like, oh, row six, okay. And we kept going down and down. And I saw row um, eight, and I'm like, oh, my God, Mom, we're almost front row center. And I was so excited. That's super dope. But, uh, yeah, so that was fun. And this past weekend was Mexica New Year. And then I got to, like, be in another ceremony with, like, you know, our Calpuli. And it yes. was, fuck, it was, excuse me. It was amazing. The energy was amazing. I got sunburned, but it was cool. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. It was said. worth it. So it was really uh -oh. nice. Yes. Yeah. So. Your turn. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wanted to like, I think sometimes when we say like cargas, and I know a lot of the times like we talk about the things that like que nos pesan, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like a carga, like something that's heavy. But I also think that like <laughs> cargas could be something, things that are like, Cosas pesadas, but not necessarily a negative thing. You know what I yeah. mean? And so, like, for me, like, my carga has, I'm, like, kind of grateful for it because, like, it's just been the, like, realizing the the contrast that I have in my life. You feel me? Like, and so sometimes it can be difficult because when you have people who respect you and um, who love you and who respect your boundaries and your space and your decisions. It's like really easy to now also spot the people who don't respect your boundaries and who don't mm -hmm. love you the way that you would like to be loved. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, like my carga has been like really looking and like at all of the relationships that my, I have in my life and like analyzing, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it, I've been in the season of like purging, you know, like just like, I, I feel like I'm a snake. I just want to shed this like old skin, this, these pieces of me that no longer serve me. And that, you know, when you shed skin like that makes you feel like really tender mm -hmm. and soft and vulnerable for a couple of days. Um, so that's a carga to be able to, um, you know, take care of yourself and, you know what I mean? To do all of that, it's that work. work. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. To do that work. So not necessarily a negative one because I'm very, very happy to have the space and the wherewithal to know to do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that's my carga that I'm working through through right now and I'm very happy to be working through that carga and then my regalo tengo muchos my regalo is my ability to see all of the alignments mm. I love that I like that I've been catching angel numbers so often um yeah and just kind of like being able to see how quickly I'm like able to manifest things, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so like just seeing like all the different ways that I'm like, I'll be like reading something online um, or I'll read something in a book or whatever. Right. And then I'll, I'm like, Oh, I got to put this down and I'll go and like have lunch with the girlfriend or like get together with someone. And they're like, damn, you know, how, did you ever think about that concept of like X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, bitch, I was just reading that <laughs> shit. Like, dude, like, like, were so, you in my mind? <laughs> but it's just like that, that I catch myself knowing that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm, I, I like And I'm having everything that I'm searching for is also searching for me. And I love being in this zone. Like, and this past weekend, girl, I was like, the energy of the whole weekend, it like, I was high off of the energy of the weekend. And like, it's even... I still feel like I'm just like barely coming down. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And we're in the middle of the motherfucking week. You feel Shit, me? Like, I still feel like Bad Bunny concert was just yesterday. Right? Like you sometimes you just get into like the. It's like a high energy is yeah. like people carry certain energies and like events and stuff like that. Like there's a certain energy that goes to it. And like sometimes when people are like in a down mood and you get to spend too much time and too close proximity. You feel that. Yeah. You, and you're you like, can, get away. 
I don't <sighs> want that. No, I'm the opposite right now. I've had people with such beautiful, amazing energy around me these last past couple of days, week, you know what I mean? That I'm just like, I'm riding this like beautiful little high, you know? Mm. And I'm like, compl- I mean, I mean this shit being sober, you know what no, I mean? Like I'm real. not. <laughs> it's an it- adrenaline that we have that we just don't know. It's like, they, cause it's like a drug that we have. Something in our body. The energy, yeah. it just like releases all the fucking endorphins. And I that am word. here for it. Yeah. Like, you Another know. Another thing, Patrick got his first smoke blessing yesterday. Oh. I mean, well, on Monday. Uh-huh. And he was like, that was really nice. I'm like, I've been telling you. This so, is what I, this is what it is, girl, baby. I, I, shout out to doing a, Shout out to all the beautiful people in my life. I did a smoke blessing for somebody as well. But the way that I bless myself every morning now is like with my owl feathers. Mm-hmm. And I, but an owl was gifted to me and then I was able to work the feathers. And so now I have these wings that I like, you know what I mean? I'll smoke myself every morning um, and just, you know, kind of give myself an own little, my own little yeah, blessing. Yeah, yeah. But like owl feathers are significant of like wisdom. Like mm-hmm. owls carry a lot of like sabiduria. You yes. know what I'm saying? So like, I just feel like I'm just like getting all these like amazing downloads. And the days that I don't do it with my owl feathers, you where I just it. do really quick. Yeah. Like I feel like I didn't mm-hmm. absorb as much throughout the day. If That's that makes me, my sense. Florida water. You know, but I don't spray it in the four directions. It's something that's not right. Yeah. There's just off. like a little thing or yeah. something. Yeah. That's, see? And it's, it's, you know, we know. It's the alignment of the moon, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, shout out to the alignment of the moon. Uh, Shout out to all the alignments. Mm -hmm. That is my regalo, is just the alignments and knowing that I know that everything is perfect. Yes. Everything is perfect. Uh When they say there's no such thing as perfect, there is. Yeah. Yeah. There's So fuck whatever says that. Life is a beautiful mess. Like there's perfection in chaos. You know what I mean? Like there, there really is like I can get into it. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up somewhere on my back that says something about chaos. Anyway, (laughs) somewhere on my tattoo back somewhere, (laughs) somewhere in there. Uh, But anyway, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of 831 Comadres. Please continue to engage with us on all of our social media platforms, but most especially on Instagram. You can find us at at 831 underscore comadres. And hasta la próxima, raza. Adiós. Chao.